Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Many women with PCOS deal with sugar and carb cravings, and I know I was one of them, and I continue to be. I remember being faced with a a bag of Tootsie Rolls (laughs) and not uh, being able to stop eating them and, and not really understanding why, you know, I've always felt that I was, uh, you know, this, this woman that really had control over most areas of her life, but sugar and carb cravings was not one of them. And over time, I learned that willpower is no match to what is physiologically going on in our PCOS bodies. And I brought uh, one of my favorite PCOS experts, Dr. Erica Armstrong. She is an MD and an IFM, which is the Institute of Functional Medicine, certified functional medicine doctor and founder and CEO of Root Functional Medicine to chat with us about why women with PCOS have sugar and carb cravings and what we can do about them. So welcome, Dr. Erica Armstrong, to the PCOS Diva podcast. Thank you for having me, Amy. So let's, I think, why don't we frame, first of all, why we have why women with PCOS seem to struggle more so than our non-PCOS peers with these kind of crazy sugar and carb cravings. Yes. So we know that most women with PCOS do have insulin resistance, but you can also have PCOS without insulin resistance and blood sugar balance is still important. So why women with PCOS have more severe carb cravings, it's not only the high insulin levels, which drives those cravings, but also the hormonal imbalance um, that is also contributing to that. So specifically, uh, what hormonal imbalance, uh, you know, as women with PCOS, we struggle with elevated androgens and um, estrogen. Uh, dominance or maybe dominance isn't the right word, but just a 
uh, uh, the ratio between estrogen and progesterone is kind of off. We deal with insulin. We have cortis- higher cortisol levels. Um, how does that all contribute to, or, or what part of those hormonal imbalances contribute to sh- these sugar cravings? Yeah, to break it down, like you said, um, women with PCOS tend to have more estrogen than progesterone because, as you know, progesterone is mostly made after ovulation. And if women with PCOS are not ovulating, they will have relatively more estrogen than progesterone. But the other thing that happens that drives the um, imbalance is that um, insulin resistance can actually cause women to have more testosterone uh, released as well. And it's a cycle. So the increased testosterone contributes to the insulin resistance, but the high insulin contributes to more testosterone. And then, as you said, the cortisol. Cortisol is a protective hormone that our body needs to survive. One of the protective functions that it does is it raises our blood sugar. So if we're in a dangerous low blood sugar situation, cortisol will be pumped out to raise blood sugar. So women who are chronically stressed because of PCOS, because of hormone imbalance, or because of external stressors, they will have higher cortisol, which is increasing their blood sugar. Um, And blood sugar balance is Balancing is one of the um, key things that we focus on when we are trying to treat the uh, adrenal glands, which secrete the cortisol. So that's that's really helpful information. Um, so the blood sugar balancing helps with our healing our adrenals in a sense. Yeah, if your blood sugar is going up and down all day, you're going to have a lot of cortisol released in response to get that blood sugar back up. When your blood sugar starts dipping suddenly, um, the signal comes from the brain, oh no, this is dangerous. The brain needs sugar, so cortisol, do your job. Let's go and get that blood sugar back up. And so if that's constantly being stimulated because you're going up and down all day, as we sometimes see with insulin resistance, um, then that is taxing on the adrenal glands. And then that signal starts to get dysfunctional, dysfunctional from the brain to the adrenals. That's what we call HPA axis dysfunction. So um, when we're stressed, I mean, that is definitely a trigger. I think for cravings, uh, and I think you just sort of laid out what is happening when we're stressed and why we're craving sugar. Yeah, so stress definitely can can cause carb cravings, and it's on multiple levels why that happens. Um, stress also depletes some of our key vitamins that help with insulin sensitivity, um, like magnesium. Um, it can interfere with our blood sugar balance and cause you know more or less insulin to be released or metabolized. So on many different physiological and emotional levels, stress causes more um, carb cravings. So we have uh, cortisol um, and and stress-related cravings, uh, cravings caused by um, the sort of dysfunction of our insulin and insulin resistance. Can you tell us more about that and kind of break that down? Yeah. So let's kind of talk about what insulin resistance is. Insulin resistance basically means that insulin isn't doing its job well anymore. And so insulin's job is to take sugar out of the blood and drive it into the cells that need it for energy. 
And so when insulin isn't taking that sugar out of the blood and putting it into the cells, more and more insulin is needed to do the job. So we start seeing higher and higher insulin levels to get that sugar into the cell. High insulin levels um, cause weight gain and carb cravings. And so what we want to do is to give our insulin a rest. So um, you don't want to have high insulin for most of the day. So how do you get your insulin levels to drop? This is the tricky part where we start talking about tips. Are we, <laughs> this is where we want to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You can throw in <laughs> tips anytime you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, we, in our practice, we do not focus on weight when we talk about lowering insulin resistance because we hear from so many people who get just um, either bad advice or no advice around what insulin resistance is and they're told just lose weight. But it's harder to lose weight when you have insulin resistance and thin people can have insulin resistance. So it's not, it's not necessarily tied to weight. You can improve your insulin resistance without losing weight or it being the focus. And so I like to say um, it's not lose weight and you'll feel better. It's feel better and then the weight comes off. Yeah. I mean, I really think about weight loss is a byproduct of getting your body back into balance. Absolutely. The weight comes off when we or reaches a healthy homeostatic mm-hmm. um, level when we fix root causes. So let's just go back to that um, fixing those high insulin levels. Okay. Insulin is secreted mostly when you eat carbs, um, also when you eat protein, and not when you eat healthy fat. So if we just break it down into a plate that would cause not so much of a high insulin spike after eating it, we could start there. So when we draw a plate for our clients, we draw a line down the middle and half is non-starchy vegetables, so your greens. A quarter or less of the plate is some starchy carbs because that's going to prevent those carb cravings later if we allow ourselves to have some of those. And then we're going to have a quarter uh, of protein and then one to two tablespoons of healthy fat. And when you eat this way, you will prevent that insulin spike that could happen, say, as as opposed if you just ate a plate full of pasta and carbs with, you know, no healthy fat or protein on it. That will cause a huge insulin spike. But if you eat a plate like I originally described with half veggies, quarter protein, quarter starchy carbs and healthy fats, you're not going to have that huge insulin spike. Um, that when it happens repeatedly and repeatedly, that's when the cells start to kind of kind of ignore the insulin. Like insulin, you're around all the time. It's not going to work this time. You got to come in. You know, you got to come in stronger with it. So we need to prevent that constant insulin um, release by just breaking it down to a balanced plate. And notice, I didn't restrict anything. In fact, I added things to your plate, and that's a key too for preventing. Um, carb cravings is that um, it's not restrictive. It's just a different way of looking at your plate. And so if every plate and every snack is balanced, that is one of the first steps in both reducing your insulin levels to fix the insulin resistance um, and that also to um, lower your carb cravings. Yeah, I, I call it my diva dinner plate. 
And I think it's a really a great way to look at uh, managing your blood sugar because the other thing that is really um, time consuming and burdensome is counting macros, counting calories. And then I think it just puts too much focus on um, like the minutia rather than the really nutri- nutrient rich things that you put on your plate. I, I don't know. That's, I like your approach. Um, so what are some other tips for like, uh, so you're having um, an acute craving um, like uh, what I described with my bag of Tootsie Rolls and not feeling like, um, you know, I'm any match for them. What do you suggest? Yeah. Like you said, um, it's not a matter of willpower. This is, um, physiology that, that mm-hmm. is driving this. And so if you're having an acute carb craving, um, first I'll go back to kind of preventing that. So having some healthy snack ideas, um, planned for ahead of time, or if, if you're one, if someone who d- spends a little time on Sundays with prepping, thinking about what snacks are going to be on hand can be really helpful. And then, can the- you, oh, before you go forward, can you give us some healthy snack ideas? Oh, sure. Yeah. So when we're talking about um, uh, snacks, we, we don't want to have um, kind of these naked carbs or carbs without any protein or fat. And so instead of just eating an apple, which can cause some um, carb cravings, you know, 45 minutes to an hour later, we want to have the apple and some almond butter, the healthy fat, um, healthy fat and protein. So just making sure to mash those up or hummus, uh, including some hummus on your um, whole grain crackers, those types of things where it would be better to add the healthy fat and protein um, than not to. So again, we're not calorie counting, we're balancing things because weight is a complex hormonal issue and it's you know, not calorie related. So those would be some healthier um, snacks that you could eat. And so I guess one of the points I want to make is that if you're having an acute carb craving, go ahead and and have something, just balance it so that it doesn't keep happening to you. So, you know, if you're going to have some dark chocolate, which is actually healthy. (laughs) Um, So, you know, choosing some of those, those uh, snacks that will kind of satisfy those cravings, but are also, you can find some health benefit would be a good um, idea to plan for. And then Mm you know, have some, a handful of nuts with it. Um, and so you can feel good about eating that carb because we know that the more you kind of binge and then restrict and do this cycle, I mean, the worse off everything is. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of shame involved and guilt and bad feelings about yourself that end up just fueling the fire. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think plan ahead, find some things that will satisfy that carb craving and go ahead and eat them and just balance them with healthy fat and fiber and then move on to the next and don't kind of hold a guilt over yourself because it's very a normal thing that's going on that, that women have carb cravings and especially women with hormonal imbalances and insulin resistance. And um, yeah, we just will we'll plan and, and, and go ahead and, and have that carb and balance it and move on. Uh, so go, getting back to tips, do you, have you found that there's any specific supplements that have helped your uh, PCOS patients manage cravings? Yes, absolutely. Good point. Um, magnesium is um, one of our favorite supplements to use. Most of us need magnesium because our soil is more deficient in magnesium and 
can be helpful for sleep at bedtime. It helps with insulin resistance. It helps with hormone balance. So I like to use, go ahead. Amy. Well, I was just going to ask you what um, form of magnesium do you like, or what do you like to recommend? Yeah, I prefer magnesium glycinate because um, it, it is helpful with relaxation. And we know that a lot of women with PCOS have anxiety too. Um, or trouble sleeping, and so they can take that at bedtime. If there are bowel issues like constipation, then um, I will either add some magnesium citrate or just use that um, instead. But magnesium glycinate is my preferred form. What do, what do you think about the mag topical like magnesium oils and creams? Yeah, I think you know I think that could be an option, especially if um, if people are having some muscle aches and that's kind of like it's kind of like an Epsom salt bath that mm -hmm. that can be helpful too. Okay. Uh, so, so magnesium, um, what do you think about like the inositols? Do you think that that helps with, um, the sugar and carb cravings? Yes. We see that being very helpful. That's one of the primary interventions that we make too, is the, the inositols, which mm -hmm. most women with PCOS are deficient in. Right. Uh, and what about, uh, like beverages? Do you think that like things like green tea could be helpful or, you know, if you're having a craving, is there something else? Like I know for me having some like hot licorice tea is seems to kind of cut the craving. Yeah, that is, that is a great point. And especially if you're switching from a diet soda mm -hmm. um, to that tea, because we know that those sugar substitutes especially can drive insulin resistance because you're eating something that's still spiking your insulin levels or drinking something that is, but then there's no sugar there. Um, and so the insulin is high without sugar, and that's going to cause some extreme carb cravings. So if you're switching from a diet soda or anything uh, that has sucralose or aspartame in it, um, and taking that over to a healthy anti-inflammatory tea with other health benefits, you're still getting that caffeine, um, but you're also getting um, the benefits of the anti-inflammation. And you could even put a little squeeze of honey in that. If you yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I often think too that it's like priming your taste buds for something sweet, like you, it hits, even if it's an artificial sweetener or even some of these um, sweeteners, healthier sweeteners. I know monk fruit is something that um, is kind of a, a hot sweetener right now. Um, but even using some of those sweeteners, it still kind of, I, I think, hits that reward center in your brain and still makes you want more. Do you, yeah. What do you think? Yes. Um, you know, as you, as you eat less sugar, your taste buds will change. And so uh, things using something like monk fruit, which is uh, a healthier sweetener in the meantime, can, can still satisfy the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, um, brain craving of it. So I think that's a great idea. And then as you eat less and less sugar, you'll start to find things like um, berries and even onions have sweet taste to them. And um, you'll, you won't, you won't car crave the actual sugars, um, the processed sugars as much. Yeah. You know, that's funny that you said about onions. I, I find that um, just a, a side note that women that don't really love vegetables, um, and that are really kind of addicted to sugar and that sweetness when you roast 
or, or even sometimes grill can bring out those natural sugars in your vegetables and make them more palatable for people who have sort of that sweet palate. Yeah, that's a great tip. Mm -hmm. So we talked about uh, changing the way that you eat and the structure of your meals and snacks and possibly adding some uh, supplements like magnesium, uh, inositols, even like cinnamon can help with blood sugar, um, insulin control. Um, So do you have some other tips up your sleeve for us? Yeah, and so um, important to know that, you know, insulin resistance isn't necessarily because someone is overweight. There are other causes, um, especially if you're having other symptoms like bloating or diarrhea or constipation, um, joint pain, strange rashes, fatigue. A lot of those signs and symptoms are a sign that there is something going on in the gut, which is um, often a source of inflammation. And it's the inflammation that is actually driving insulin resistance. And so um, one of the ways that makes our practice unique in functional medicine is that we look for root causes of PCOS. And um, especially when women are having these other gut symptoms, um, we focus on gut health. Um, And so, you know, looking to see if maybe there is something else going on in your gut, um, working with a functional medicine doctor can help resolve root causes that are driving some insulin resistance. So when you're looking at gut health, do you do um, like a GI map type um, stool test or how do you identify the gut issues? Yeah, it's a combination of the person's story um, and then testing. We use GI map or GI effects and um, yeah, that can really guide things like looking for, is there a parasite there? Is there a yeast overgrowth, which I know um, we want to talk about too? Um, Or is there a bacterial overgrowth? Is there lack of bacteria, good bacteria there? Are you having trouble digesting and absorbing healthy fats? These are all things that can be affecting your insulin resistance. And this is just to point out, um, listeners, that this is what makes functional medicine doctors unique, I think, because they are really um, trained to look at this root, these root factors um, and really get to the bottom of issues. And that's why I, you know, I love doctors like you, um, Dr. Armstrong. Um, So why don't we talk a little bit about um, maybe some other reasons that you may have sugar cravings? So um, sugar cravings could be a kind of a stress coping mechanism too, especially Mm -hmm. if, um, if that was kind of brought on from an early age that, you know, in stressful times you eat um, dessert or ice cream, you know, it's kind of like those TV shows when you have a bad day and you get out the gallon of, of ice cream, you know, if that's something that's been ingrained over the years, it could be um, just part of a stress response that needs to be um, rewired, I guess. Yeah, Um, that's a great point. It's just sort of your comfort coping mechanism. (laughs) Um, But I guess I was uh, just getting back to sort of that gut health and maybe Mm -hmm. some, you know, 
things that are going on in, you know, ye- you mentioned yeast. Oh, yeah. uh, so <laughs> sure. why don't you tell us about how that could be contributing? Yeah. So when we were talking about um, the higher estrogen levels that women with PCOS have, sometimes that is a setup for candida or yeast um, overgrowth in the microbiome. And so um, yeast overgrowth, because of the gut-brain access, yeast actually can send signals to the brain to cause us to crave sugars because yeast love to eat sugars. Um, And so we know that the, the bacteria and yeast, our microbiome actually does communicate to the brain through neurotransmitters. Um, And so that's how um, having a hormone imbalance that leads to yeast overgrowth um, can lead to carb cravings and eating more carbs and then insulin resistance. Yeah, it's, it's really a vicious cycle because then, you know, the more sugar you eat, the, the more you're feeding that yeast and, and it just goes on and on. So how do you, so if you suspect, maybe you could give us um, some other symptoms of yeast overgrowth and how can we sort of determine that that might be something that we're dealing with? Yeah, that's um Great point. So um, the carb cravings are one sign. You could have other kind of intestinal permeability signs like the the joint pains or bloating. Um, Some people will get kind of an overgrowth of yeast in the small intestine that causes a lot of uh, bloating, especially after eating sugary foods. Um, Sore breasts, um, a sign of estrogen um, imbalance or ovulation pain heavier periods, those are signs that estrogen might be high, which um, might also cause candida to be what about What about vaginal yeast infections? Oh, yes. That's a a great point. Yes. Or um, thrush, which is a yeast infection of the mouth. So like you have sort of a coating on your tongue. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So if you suspect that you might have... um, I say candida. Is it candida? Canada? I've heard it both ways. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what what can you do there? You know, how do you break that cycle? Probiotics or um... yeah, probiotics can be very helpful. Um, I, I like a certain strains of probiotics. There's um, Saccharomyces boulardii is a strain that I like to use, and it's often in combo with other strains like Bifidobacter or Lactobacillus. There's a supplement that I really like that's helped me in the past. It's called Sintol, and it has some enzymes, I think, as well to kind of help break down. Is it breaking down kind of the byproducts of the of the yeast, so that you, or the the outer coating? I'm not quite sure how it works, but it seems to. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, it's okay. I haven't that, used that can... supplement before, so I was going to see what the active ingredients are. Oh yeah, yeah. S Y N T O L. Um, but it seems to really work well and, um, kind of take care of, of, um, the, the yeast overgrowth fairly quickly without kind of like die off side effects. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, caprylic acid is another one too that Mm -hmm. comes from, um, coconut. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that, that's, uh, you know, a great point about the, um, the candida. You know, the other thing is that I think women with PCOS tend to have um, 
mood related disorders, I think because of the, um, the ex- excess hormones, depression, anxiety, and, uh, you know, we tend to have higher rates of disordered eating patterns. Um, something that I have found that helps is to uh, have, a, I call it a sweet stuff list, to find ways that add sweetness to your life um, in non-food ways. So that when you are feeling sort of anxious um, or you're feeling kind of blue and you'd probably, you might reach for that pint of ice cream to comfort yourself, you can reach for something else on that sweet stuff list. You know, maybe it's, um, you know, going for a walk with your kids or um, taking a bubble bath or, or something like that. Um, do you have any thoughts around um, sweet stuff? Like what's on your sweet stuff list? Um, it would, it would definitely be time with my kids. Um, yeah. Just, just watching them play is like a mindfulness activity and can be really calming for me, especially when they're outside um, in the backyard, but that would be my number one sweet stuff. Yeah. So any other um, tips for PCOS divas around sugar and carb cravings? Yeah, just just know that um, even though you can't uh, out willpower your um, physiology, um, there is still hope, and and you you can you can reverse insulin resistance. We see it all the time, um, and and you can do that without having to feel restrictive. Um, if you you know just focus on balancing your plate or the good things that you can add, and then think of it in a holistic way. Uh, Amy, I love that sweet stuff idea. Like um, you know incorporating those other things that will bring down your cortisol and satisfy um, that dopamine response that you get from carbs in other ways. I mean, that's, that's great. So yeah, I guess I would just leave women with, there is hope. I've seen insulin resistance reverse all the time and um, it doesn't have to be a super restrictive diet and you don't have to focus on losing weight to do that. That That's perfect. So tell us more about your practice and how uh, listeners can find out um, about you and um, Root Functional Medicine. Yeah, thank you. So at, at Root, we are in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We also do telehealth, and we're a team of doctors and dietitians, um, and we have a specific PCOS program that is run by our dietitians, and um, we work together, too, in our Get to the Root um, program where, where I get to do um, some of the additional testing and counseling around um, PCOS. And we usually work with women for three to six months um, in that time period is on purpose because that's the time period where we see a lot of those great changes like regaining periods and reversing insulin resistance and healing gut. Um, so yeah, you can, can check us out on Instagram at root functional medicine or on our website, rootfunctionalmedicine.com. That's great. And, and you're so right that there is so much hope for women with PCOS, um, to heal and feel better and, uh, getting control of our sugar cravings is an important step. So thank you so much for sharing, you know, your knowledge and wisdom with us. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCUSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.